Okay, so welcome to the Behind the Host podcast, and we're back with another episode today. I'm really excited. This is the uh, podcast where you can learn more about hosts across the industry and how we can really get into the nitty gritty of their business, uh, how we can learn and share information and really get an understanding of their business and what it makes that so successful. So before we get started on that, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, Katrina Hardiman, uh, she blitzed through an Airbnb listing this week. She shared a win and it's just really awesome to see people sharing their wins in the hospitality community. Uh, she's talking about how she managed to blitz through her Airbnb listing and uh, she's about to get her Boostly one page website live. And on the back of that, she's uh, got a booking, which is great to see. So uh, if you haven't already come and join the hospitality community on Facebook, share your wins every Wednesday and you might get a shout out on the podcast. So over to our guest today, uh, we're joined by Charlotte uh, Balderstone-Hughes. She's the owner and founder of the Scarlet Hen House, Norf sorry, the Scarlet Hen Norfolk House, easy for me to say, based right. in Yorkshire. Uh, Charlotte specializes in hen party stays. And today I'm really excited because we're gonna be diving behind the business, looking into what makes her so successful in her niche. Uh, the opportunities that there are in the industry in this area and how it's actually helped the Scarlet Hen House, uh, Norfolk House, to be the holiday home of the year 2021. So welcome along, Charlotte. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Awesome. I'm uh, excited for this. So let's dive straight in. So tell me a bit about yourself and how you got started and what motivated you to, to go into this sort of niche. Okay, yeah. So I'm an artist and a designer and a teacher by trade. Um, but a few, uh, we, we've, we've had Norfolk House for over 20 years and a couple of years ago things changed for us financially and we were in a bit of a predicament. We tried to sell the house but we failed so we thought how can we kind of get through this tough time without selling the house and a friend of mine just said why don't you put it on Airbnb and see what happens and I said there's no way that I'm letting a load of people I don't know stay in the house. She said just put it on see what happens and we did and we instantly got a fabulous booking um, from a family that took it over the whole of Christmas and it basically paid the bills and that's how it started. We've not looked back since really. It's a great thing to be able to do, isn't it? Just to suddenly turn things around. So the house itself, obviously I can see for those who aren't on the podcast listening in and has got the visual either on the live or on YouTube, you can see it says Yorkshire in the background. Tell me a bit more about the house itself and uh, did it start off then as your your residence, your, your home? Yeah, so we've lived here. In fact, it's very, it's a very unique situation. We actually still do live here. So we live, live here Monday to Friday. And then on a Friday afternoon, we hand it over to our guests and we pop off and go and stay in another Airbnb or a um, short-term rental, as we should be saying. Uh, and that's how it works. And people are always amazed about how, how, how does that happen and what, you know, how do you pack all, away all your things and everything. But yeah, we're a Georgian mansion house over four floors. We're based in West Yorkshire between Manchester and Leeds. And we've got, we sleep 21 people um, in 11 beds, in six bedrooms. And we quite quickly realized that we adapt, we, we, were, we were attracting luxury girls weekends, hen parties and birthdays. And I think once we realized what the niche was, that's the, the way we went down. We, we knew that we couldn't kind of appeal to everybody. So once we found our niche market, that was a real winning point for us really. Epic. And just to dive back a step then, so, it's your house. How do you how do you manage to to switch it around every weekend? And uh, what would you advise others 
um, who see the potential in their own house, um, you know, what would you advise them to be considering if they're looking at doing that? Yeah, so nobody wants to open a drawer and find a load of empty, empty bits and pieces or personal bits. So what we do, we've got a certain amount of cupboards that lock and drawers that are empty. And we've just got it down to a real fine art. We've managed to acquire a few of the supermarket, you know, the crates that you have. And basically, because I've got two, two teenage boys living at home that have got PlayStations and all the stuff that kids have. So they've all got a crate each. And on a Thursday, they wake up before they go to school, they put all the stuff in there. And that goes at the back of the car and we take it with us. And it's just kind of having a capsule wardrobe that you can just take with you. And it, it was extremely hard to start with but now we've got it down to a real fine art. And me and my husband work really hard, just kind of get up at 6 a.m. on the Friday and we just know exactly what we're doing. We've obviously got a really good cleaning team behind us as well, so it just works. <laughs> and by doing that, has that allowed you to stay in different places then when you're over the weekend or is it a case of you're always in the same place that you're? Yeah. you're Originally we used to have a flat over the road because we thought we need to be you know, directly on hand. And then we realized as long as we're within a 20 minute um distance and we can get back to the house if we need to um we've you know we've we've now since since the pandemic we got rid of our rental flat across the road and we've just started airbnb and so we're supporting other small local businesses and we choose a different place we've got about six favorites now based around the home firth area which is quite near where we are and so it's like a little vacation for us all each weekend and uh, it's become great it really has um using that um, using that way of working rather than just going to a flat has really changed how we all feel about leaving our house. It's like a treat because we arrive at a house with a welcome pack, somebody's cleaned it, somebody's welcomed us. Uh, whereas when we used to go to our flat, we used to be like, oh God, nobody's cleaned up, the fridge is full of old food. And so, yeah, that was a big turning point. And it's made, you know, you know, talking with the children, uh, well, they're not really kids anymore, but that has been something that they've much preferred now, having an exciting new place to visit each week. That um, just being able to get away as a family is, 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 you know, one of the great things about short term rentals is it allows you both the cash flow and you, you've kind of been forced to, to go and spend time in a different place. But how cool is that that you can make uh, make use of that time and go and find favorites? And of course, you can support other people in the same industry, which is cool. So the niche, um, first of all, wow, what a brave thing to, to do, you know, to, to let out your, your own home. And the second thing is, to then go down the niche of hen parties. So talk me through, how did uh, how did you recognize that as your niche? Um, how did that start? Yeah, so originally, I mean, I, I got married 25 years ago. In fact, it was my anniversary yesterday. And hen parties back anniversary. then. Thank you. <laughs> Things back then were different, weren't they? People, I mean, I did actually go away for a luxury weekend with my girlfriends, but really it was more going down the pub and dressing up in tacky, you know, all the paraphernalia. Um, but when we took our first hen party, we soon realised that people who were getting married, um, the millennium, shall we say, uh, were, were totally celebrating in a different way. Uh, it wasn't a mad, crazy drinking kind of thing. It was more people looking for craft events like the life drawing, the chocolate making workshops, flower crowns. And they became our very best guests. I mean, they leave the house immaculate. They, um, they, they kind of really respond to um when, when you're corresponding with them it, you've got a really good rapport and to be honest we tried families that didn't work for us the house was always left in such a mess you can never underestimate how many kind of fingerprints there are from toddlers and things um so yeah i mean it was bizarre i, I once um 
I mean, I know how, how the guests leave the house and it's absolutely impeccable. But my mum once came, once we were on holiday, she said, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm really sorry to tell you, but there haven't been any guests this weekend. I said, what do you mean, mum? She said, well, I've just got here to tidy up. She said, and it's just spotless. I went, that's how hen party girls leave the house. So yeah, it's just understanding that, that that is our clientele and we work well for them. We obviously um, also do things like milestone birthdays, so 40th and 50th and 60th, but we have leaned towards now being predominantly all female groups. Having that, having that ability to recognise the niche and especially being brave and going into a niche which many people listening may go, you know, well, you know, we're trying to stay away from people hosting celebratory things, you know, often people have got that switched off um, for their properties because they're trying to avoid parties and, uh, you know, the celebratory groups and the perceived mess that comes along with it. So I think you'll be surprised and a lot of people listening in saying how good that they are. And um, it's really refreshing to hear. It's also um, important to, you know, sort of recognize what you're doing for attracting that niche as well because i've been lucky enough to see your website your instagram and it definitely speaks to the niche that you're after so let's talk a bit about that what do you do which is specific to now now you've got your niche what do you do to attract more of the same yeah so the main thing when i first started this was you know looking uh talking to local focus groups and girlfriends and things like that everybody said it won't work why would anyone want to come to huddersfield and that's a little bit one of my taglines now and I knew that the house was perfect and beautiful. I'm an interior designer, so I knew that that was top of its game. But I did have to think, why would actually anyone want to come here? Um, and originally, people used to think, oh, well, we'll have a night out in Leeds or Manchester. But what I needed to do was make the house in itself a destination so that once they're here, the biggest feedback is we wish we'd never left the house because the house is so perfect. It's so large and you've got absolutely everything you need here. There is no need to leave at all. And to attract people, I had to go and do one better. I had to provide everything that somebody might need. So we enlisted a fantastic team of chefs at Pum. Um, we've got a cocktail masterclass. We do live drawing, um, makeup artists. We basically invite all those suppliers that have been carefully vetted over the last six years to come in and make sure that the whole house is an experience. And, and that's what I needed to do because it had to be why do people want to come to Huddersfield? Um, and luckily I have brought lots of people here. We've got loads of connections with local restaurants, venues, things like escape rooms. So I send a lot of business um, into the local economy and obviously all my money then goes back into local economy. We do some support for um, a local charity as well. So each time a guest stays, we donate a pound per person to our local domestic violence um, charity here. What a cool thing to, to do and to be part of. And the, the part that I really love um, about that was that you recognised that perhaps there's not a reason for people to come to, to or, you know, to Huddersfield um, and to actually, the, the area may not be the destination that people first think of to go, where do I want to spend my time? Oh, I'm going to go there. But so many hosts will feel that about their local area, but making it a destination in itself, because it's a beautiful house, it's a Georgian house, it's, it's got great interior design, and then the second part you've done there is really reached out and made it an experience through reaching out to local local places. And that's something that everybody listening can do, but it's something that you've really made your own there. And, uh, you know, again, looking at the the website and the people often forget what you said and what you did, but they know how you made them feel. 
and yeah. it's obviously that feeling of having the um, the amenities of the chefs there the uh, ability to um have the life drawings which we'll dive more into in a second um you know and the experience is is what it's about and that's what the big thing for you know 2022 that we're seeing from places like airbnb is it's about giving your guests a, an all-round experience as well so and there is a real shortage on the market. When I started doing some research, there are some big companies that do a generic kind of turnout, but nothing that, you know, we do a bespoke kind of service where people don't have to book things. So, you can know, you've got the ability. I know that other places insist that you have to have a package. We didn't want to do that because I know personally myself, when I go away, I might want to dip my toe in and have the chef, but I might not want all the other things. Because I think the important thing is to give people a bit of space um, the tendency with the hen party is to over plan things so we kind of give out loads of helpful tips and our main thing is take away those pain points when people are booking um, just knowing I booked a 50th birthday party for myself and I just remember you know all the things every time I came across the herd I thought gosh that's really bad I'm going to make sure that my guests don't have that journey and, and having that experience going testing out a few places to see yeah. what the experience is as a, as a guest and as a, as a user of the short-term rental services, then, then that gives you great, great intel. It sounds to me as though you really researched your niche and you understand your niche thoroughly. So some of these extra services, let's talk about how you, you manage that. So say I'm, I'm coming as part of a hen party, how would you be suggesting to myself what those extra services were um, and, and how would I go about taking those extra services? Yeah, so we have, um, we're, we're with a, a company called Super Control, so all our bookings are done through there. And on there, you can link, you've got a guest login area. And so through there, they can then access extras. And what we do is we jump out of the middle and we let them uh, liaise directly with the chef or whoever it is, because we've decided that, you know, we don't want to be the one in the middle. It's their hen party or their birthday celebration. So they then design it how they want. Uh, we've got simple options where you just press a button and say, yes, I want a three course meal standard. And then there's other options where you can totally customize it. But quite early on, I'm super dyslexic. So I struggle with dates and remembering things. And um, if I got in the middle of a booking, I would always be in, in bed thinking, did I say that, that we've got a celiac guest coming? So I decided to step out. It's easy, you know, at the beginning, I want to take control of everything, but now I've got such a great team that I just say, here's our bartender, please get in touch. And we've got a PDF for each activity. So if somebody wants to know that information, it's on there. Um, and it's also on the web. We've just done a new website and I've, every single question I've ever been asked, I've put it on the website, <laughs> either in a frequently asked questions document or just under a different heading. Um, because I think people you know, people don't seem to pick up the phone anymore. So I want to be able to answer all those questions without having to do it in person, if that's what they want. Yeah, and again, that's key learning for people listening in is that if you're, if you're being asked something to save you being asked it over and over again and having to answer, then by adding it into uh, one of your assets like the, the website, then people are able to see all the answers they need. They're more likely to book and it builds trust as well, doesn't it? So yeah. it's pretty cool. So, Let's talk more, you, you touched on both the team and some of your tech there. Let's dive into the team side of things. Who do you have around you and who do you need um, to help you, help you run uh, a business like yours? I nearly do it all on my own, I've got to be honest. <laughs> so I did have an assistant, which was really great, but during the pandemic, kind of, she got another job working in the doctor's surgery. Um, my husband is hands-on, so he does a lot of the kind of, um, 
just the handy jobs around the house because it's constant maintenance as you well know yourself being a host and with a house like this every single week there's something to fix so um, he does that Monday to Friday and looks after the gardens I do everything from social media to the bookings but I must say since I've got an online system it's become so much easier um, and then the kids help a little bit with social media they help me out that's cool uh, and then I've got a great accountant cleaning I've, I've just got one cleaner and when when she needs extra help she brings somebody else in mm -hmm. but finding her and getting her has been an absolute game changer um, she doesn't do the final check I do that and it takes me it takes about five hours on a Friday just to do the whole check, you know, make sure all the bulbs are working, everything's plugged in, um, just checking everything basically. Um, do, you, do you use any kind of check, sort of written down check, or is it just a case of knowing the, the house and knowing, uh, knowing what you want done? Yeah, I used to do that and I've got a file with it in, but for me, it's just, it has to be done by me. And really in the future, if I do get another house or, you know, if I want to have a bit more of a break, I need to teach somebody else to do that, but I've tried to kind of um, make that the kind of uh, the housekeeper cleaners job. But I've just noticed people just don't see it. You know, for me, every um, toilet, you know, all the soaps have to be filled up and everything just got to be perfect. So yeah, I just prefer to do it myself. It's the attention to details as, as the owner, uh, you know, that, that you like to give. And that's obviously reflected in the reviews because you've got amazing reviews. I've, I've seen the, uh, uh, the reviews online. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned uh, that you have like a bartender. So in terms of the team, yourself is is the main hub of the business, but you've yeah. got people around you, lots of help from family, which is a great resource. And then you've got lots of contacts locally, you mentioned. Yeah, so um, we, as soon as we opened the business, people, you know, we were sending a lot of people down to different restaurants and things. I mean, you can imagine that the increase in their capacity and their revenue by sending 20 people a week down to them. Um, and at first we thought, do we do some kind of loyalty scheme or do we, you know, some kind of incentive? And we tried that and we just thought, you know what, we actually just want to help the local economy. And so we just, you know, rather than saying for each guest, will you give us such and such? We just send people where, you know, we, we just list things. And we've got um, a part on our website that just says, basically, if you're local independent business, you want to be listed on our website, whether you do balloon archers or face painting or whatever it is, just contact me and we'll happily put you on our website. It's just giving something back, really. How cool is that, that you can help and give back to the local community and people can get in touch with you and you know you may get a few more on the back of this as well but it's yeah. just a, a really nice thing to do and of course you know there's, a, there's the old saying which your network is your net worth so by i imagine you got very popular the second you started sending you know 20 people down to their establishments uh, each weekend i bet that was uh probably owed a few meals out <laughs> out, out a few cocktails so yeah we'll say that that's what normally happens we normally get kind of you know we'll go to the restaurant something to eat and they'll they'll throw us a bit of a freebie so yeah but uh it's just nice to support local businesses and uh yeah I mean because when our guests arrive on a Friday afternoon they'll, they'll nearly always head down to a place called the scullery and mm -hmm. start their stay with a like an afternoon tea or, or a bottomless brunch there mm -hmm. uh, and then they'll come to us. And it's just a really nice way to start um, start the weekend. And their, their, their house is very much like our house, same area, same history. So it's kind of almost like an extension of us. So we that's one of the first places we do recommend because it's 
five minute walk as well from the house. It's definitely something that I'm going to take away from this chat that we can, you know, we can reach out to places and really build these relationships with local, uh, you know, other local hospitality based uh, places, you know, food places, drink places, yeah. um, independent services. And, and that's really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned your tech stack. So you use super control um, as your PMS. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I use it properly, but I kind of use it. It's really been a, a life changer. And I link that with zero. Mm -hmm. So everything's pretty simple really now. Because I used to spend so much time going through things and double checking and now it's just automated really, which is great. It does make things a whole lot easier, doesn't it? With messages. Do you automate all your messages and, and everything like that for it? Yeah, so emails I do. I've not quite got into the habit of using you can use text messages, can't you? I mean my the first point of call usually somebody will send me an email um on a few different sites and then from that i normally connect directly on whatsapp because i find that if people are planning a large like a celebration weekend you've usually got a few people that have gathered together that are trying to make a decision so i think you need to respond instantly because if you're not there at the end of the phone they'll go oh let's move on to another property where we can speak to the owner now so i'm always available um and i've got a really nice linkedin um you know i can forward my linkedin is it called no linktree sorry linktree link with everything on it and then you know i used to try and send oh this is our uh, this is our instagram this is our facebook now it's all on one thing it just looks very neat very professional um but yeah i think that is the key to when people are planning these large events you've got to be there to answer their questions straight away Definitely. And, you know, there's lots of hosts who I speak to who go, do I need uh, a PMS for just one property? And uh, just seeing yourself like using a PMS well to do that. Yeah. And you touched on the importance of how quick the replies are. And people like at the moment, there's the, um, the stat where more people are using phones to book than any other platform. WhatsApp is increasingly popular, especially here in the UK. Yeah. And being able to jump on, you could even jump on a group chat with a few of the members of the group. Yeah. You know, that's that that kind of personalization is is great and something that you don't get from big hotel chains or from no. corporate companies. So it's really nice for me and for them. I see their face and they see me, so you can already get a feel for that person. I just think that's a nice touch. Um, but yeah, I think WhatsApp. I think I saw a post with Mark saying get a WhatsApp. Um, icon on your website. I've been trying to set that up this morning because I just got do. perfect. Because I've got a form, but you've got to add your email. You've got to say what you know, put your dates in, and that type of thing. I just thought somebody just wants to ask me, have you got something available, or can we book for such and such a reason? There's so, there's there's a great plugin. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but feel free to anyone listening message me. And uh, we use a plugin that costs me about five six pounds per month, but that allows people to WhatsApp direct to to our to me and my team and uh that means we can get back to people really quickly so um i've got a really good web designer as well so she she'll help me put that on i think awesome definitely get it on there and uh you mentioned your link tree there as well and it's one of those where it's free to set up a link tree and i've looked at your link tree obviously before we we went on this call and it does look amazing and being able to have all your links in one place yeah it's just such a such a good idea to be able to send that to anyone and for everybody listening i will uh read it out again at the end but uh it's linktree and that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash scarlet underscore hen uh go and check out um charlotte's uh, linktree there it's really worthwhile doing um <laughs> which, which is epic so how has um 
obviously you you started by doing this because you wanted to generate some income and over that christmas you generated some income how has things changed since you've had your business um that you know the 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 scarlet hen norfolk house how's that changed your life yeah i think a turning point for me was during the pandemic we were really lucky that we um we signed up to master council i don't know if you're aware of master council but that absolutely saved us without that we wouldn't have been here now so that was fantastic we were so happy that's part of super control that we signed up to that um, but during that time i got to listen to a lot of podcasts and do a lot of research research and i read or audio listened to a book called get rich lucky bitch i don't know if you've heard of it <laughs> i've not heard of it it's not uh, one that i've read <laughs> yeah i think the author's denise thomas dumford or something like that anyway you can share a link under it but i checked it totally changed the way that I thought about how I, how I make money because I'd always kept my prices to a certain extent and it gave me the confidence to up my prices and by upping them and just having time to say, if I charge an extra £20 per person, how much more cash would that generate? And it's just been a life changer. That's what's now made it um, let us be able to go on these, you know, rent out the Airbnbs rather than staying in a flat. Um, and it's what's made me able to turn a profit I mean, before it was always money in, money out, but, you know, just that small increase and just realizing the power of believing in your own value and, and what we offer here is, uh, you know, when I look at the competition, we definitely are worth more. And I keep putting the price up and people keep booking it. I don't know really what that's the feeling is, which is great, really. That's a good sign. How many weekends are left in 2022 to sell? Yeah, so I do always struggle to shift like November and December. So obviously as it gets close to Christmas, people kind of really busy. So I've only got, I think I've got three weekends left now, which is amazing. I mean, people will be listening to this and there's a lot of people across the industry at the moment who are struggling to get even summer and late summer booking. So, um, you know, being, people are um, quite, people kind of recognize and buy from other people. And if we believe in our own products, so will they. And that's something which I've picked up from. And you've mentioned about the prices. So many people are worried about always being in line with the prices. Whereas what you're doing is you're separating out from the competition through offering these experiences, through niching down, um, through providing really top quality service and being available quick on Messenger. And by doing that, people don't mind paying extra because they're they're confident in in your offering, and also you're offering something completely unique and different. So they can't they can't just look at your place and compare the price to somewhere down the road because what you're offering is is completely unique, which is really cool. And by offering by increasing your prices, you know, a small percentage, um, although your price might only be increasing, say five ten percent your profit could be increasing by 100% because that profit margin on top is, is what's doubling. So exactly, yeah, and we just did it year on year. And then this year, I just, and after reading that book, I just thought, what's the worst that can happen if people don't book it, then I can then offer incentives or money off and, mm -hmm. and then they feel like they're getting something for nothing. So sometimes if the weekends are more difficult, I might offer the bride stays for free because uh, traditionally on a hen party, a lot of the, the guests will pay for the bride. So to do that for free means everybody pays slightly less. And just something like that would just, you know, if they're weighing us up between, are we going to go to um, Norfolk House or we've got another property? Once they get that incentive, it's like, no, let's go there. We get the bride goes free. So that's, you know, you can always step back from that price. But that did give me the confidence to just say, 
just see what happens when you do it and, and and if it doesn't work you can take it back again well it's a great thing when you're in demand you can edge that price up and then you've always got the choice you can always come back come back down or like you say offer these incentives to uh to get people to book yeah. um so one question i've got to ask and i'm sure people would be wondering this is how do your neighbors feel about your hosting hen parties has there been any any controversy or or has it always been smooth sailing it's been a bit of a work in progress we've got some really lovely new neighbors and we always reach out to them and say we're at the end of the phone mm -hmm. if there's any problems whatsoever you can call us day or night and we will sort it we've you know every when we on our website we always say we're not a party house mm -hmm. this is not a wild crazy party we've got cctv we do ask for photo ID of the lead booker, and they do set they do um, sign some very hefty terms and conditions. And we do that because we don't want to attract the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So you know, we learn early on. Every time a problem happened, write write that into the terms and conditions. We've got Arlo cameras on all of the outdoor areas, um, and in the Arlo cameras, they've got they've actually got sirens on them, and you can speak two ways. So I could actually just speak and say. Listen, guys, it's time to go inside. Um, we have a strict curfew, 10, 8, 10 p.m. outside. Um, and although we are a very large house, because we're a townhouse, we don't have much garden. Mm -hmm. So we've got a roof terrace, which is fabulous. Um, but really, because the garden is quite shaded, um, only if it was like a, third, well, a 25 degree day would you even kind of sit at the back. And we've also made it so um, enticing inside and not as enticing outside that people very rarely go outside. Um, and just to top that, something new that we did, because we realized that the only time people were outside, unless the weather was gorgeous, were when people were smoking. So we've now said that we, it's a bit difficult how to say this, but we don't really welcome groups that have got more than a couple of smokers, because if we don't have the smokers, we don't have people outdoors. But it's just setting out your stall at the beginning. You know, the first words are, it's not a party house. If you've got more than five smokers in the group, please don't book. And I was worried again, saying, God, that's going to turn away people. But I'd rather be empty for the week than have the wrong group. Because imagine the stress to me if we get people um, that are booking under, you know, wanting to go crazy and have a wild party. Uh, it's happened a couple of times, which would. And we've been able to nip it in the bud straight away. Because of the audio cameras, we can hear, you know, noise levels. Um, and we've also got... Um, minutes inside the house, you know what they are? Yeah, minute, yeah the uh, the audio uh, detection. So they're brilliant. So they're not cameras or anything, but they'll just tell me what the noise readings are. They'll tell me the temperature. Um, and they can also detect a party. You know, they tell you how many mobile devices are in the house and things. So that's been quite, um, it's, just, it's just an extra layer of security. It's like, you can check the cameras, make sure everybody's okay. And I think because I build up such a rapport with the guests because they book a year in advance and we have so many conversations in that time that they've got a real respect for me and my property. And I always give people the chance, if they think they've booked it and it's not gonna be suitable, then they can have a refund and they can take their money somewhere else. And I think that is the key, making sure people know right from the beginning what you offer and what, what's not, you know, what we don't offer basically. That sounds cool. And uh, just to break that down, obviously, for everybody who, who's, who's listening. So you're setting out your stall correctly from the start. You've got your uh, CCTV cameras outside and, and able to two-way talk to people as well. So that, that's a preventative measure. Um, you mentioned before that you're quick with communication and you get to kind of vet your guests through. You get a feel for these people beforehand via the messaging. Um, and by setting out your stall well, 
you also um, putting off the people you don't you don't want straight away. And then to top it off, you've got Minute, which is a great um, audio detection. Uh, they're kind of things that you can plug in inside your property. They'll detect the number of devices which are linked to the internet. They'll de detect the noise levels which you can set yourself. And of course, you can set it where that either messages you or some of these. Um, the other one is noise aware. Um, and depending on which one you go for, some will text your guest directly um, to, yeah. to let them know they're yeah, being that bit. We thought that was a bit too much. It's just, you know, the good thing about my house, if you're inside, because it's a Georgian house, the walls are about three foot thick. <laughs> anything outside. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, we're just careful of outdoor noise. And we, like we say, right from the beginning, we don't have a great um, amount of outdoor space. We have restrictions on noise and activity outside. But better than that, right across the road, I've got a 32-acre park. So I always say, grab one of our picnic baskets, grab a bottle of wine, and if the sun's shining, take it to the park. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've got so much more space over there. So that's kind of been, you know, we've got to think, okay, um, the small garden that's always shady is a little bit of a down point. So rather, you know, we do alert people to that right at the beginning. Um, I think it's under a section in my website called before you book or need to know type of thing. And it can just just a quick little checklist, you know, and that's really helped, to be honest. I think um, just mentioning your website, which which people can find through Linktree is uh, is really cool because you've got it very much set up where it is talking to your your preferred niche. You know, there is the uh, the Scarlet Spa you've got as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So we've got an indoor hot tub. Um, yeah. here and we've turned in we've turned the old wine cellar into a treatment room so oh, we've got a team of therapists that will come in um, and you can you can put this together you can have a wellness weekend here which is what a lot of hens are doing so we might have yoga in the morning they might do like a creative class in the afternoon uh, we do something uh, we do bath bomb making where we've got a specialist that comes in and does does that with the girls then they'll have the treatments and finish the afternoon off in the hot tub so you know, that is quite a popular option now that people are going for. And um, some uh, life drawings as well, if they want to as well. Yeah, so the life drawings. So basically, I'm an art teacher, and I knew that this was becoming a popular option. And I just thought, well, I can do this too. Um, more recently, I've actually got a fantastic model who takes and delivers the class himself now, which is taking the pressure off because obviously I work all week. And then to do the life drawings here and at other venues was meaning that I was working all day Saturday. So I've got a great model and a tutor called Greg. So he's he's changed things around for me. But yeah, that, that's a fun element. I mean, it's, it sounds so much fun and so very much on niche. Your, your choices are huge. You've sound as though you've built some really good relationships with with local people who can come in and take some of that work out of, of needing to be there yourself uh, all of the time mm -hmm. and uh, that you've built a really great project uh, product overall. So is there any um, tips that you'd have for other hosts if they're looking to get started in a similar space? Um, probably don't live in the same space that you're ready <laughs> Fair um, enough. I think the main thing that I knew was start before you're ready, really. Don't mm. get everything perfect. You won't realize what works and what doesn't work until you try it. Like I said, we started with families and quite quickly realized that we didn't want lots of little kids in the house putting fingerprints on everything. Um, so yeah, start before you're ready. Just put it up on Airbnb and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I didn't think it was gonna happen. Once you've got a booking, you then think, gosh, what are we gonna do with all our stuff? How's this gonna work? Um, but yeah, good cleaning team is obviously a definite one. Um, and get on social media. I hate showing my face on social media, but it's something I think you've got to do, like you were saying before, to build trust. 
um, to make sure. I mean, a lot of people, and, and people still believe this, that they can book a large accommodation and it'd be a scam. Mm -hmm. um, so by putting yourself out there, that should hopefully stop that. We had had that earlier on where somebody had cloned our website um, and we're taking bookings for our house. Um, luckily, touch wood, nothing, nobody ever got to that point. Some people might text and say, Charlotte, we're just about to book the house. We've spoken to Michael. Um, we're going to deposit the money today. Is that okay? And I got, no, I don't even know anyone called Michael. So that was what was happening. So uh, just be aware of that, really. Um, but being available, being available as you are, and like you say, seen on social media, that is, is so very easy for people to get in touch with you direct. And I noticed on your social media, there is a picture of you on the social medias so people can really get used to who their host is. Um, and as we say, people buy from people. So that's a really good, good, yeah. good move. Um, the thing is to get a bit of a shot when they see that kind of nice photo that's been a little bit kind of filtered and then they arrive and I've just cleaned the house and I'm like, <laughs> is that the same person? But yeah, no, definitely. We used to have a logo up there, but I think that's just faceless, don't you think? I think. Yeah, logos are so, uh, you know, early 90s uh, or 90s 2000 corporate sort of logos whereas actually having a, a friendly face and a smile and that and that's that's what we think of when uh, like we say people you remember how people make you feel and I'm sure people will will think of you when they think of the Scarlet Hen Norfolk house and uh, and you know the the amazing memories they've created so I really feel we've sort of dived into into the business and we like to finish these these podcasts with some quick fire questions so uh, you mentioned you've stayed in a few Airbnbs. Uh, where's your favourite place that you've stayed and why in the UK or abroad? Yeah, so I've got a couple, actually. Um, I guess I'm going to do a shout out to the ones that are locally. So mm. we stay at about five different places in Home Firth, Huddersfield. So one is Apricot Cottage, which mm. is a beautiful um, stone-built cottage. Um, it's on a single track. It's so remote. It's beautiful. And then another favourite ours is place called Teal Cottage which is again is in Home Firth then we love staying at Gina's place which is Cottage Pie in Home Firth and then there's another fabulous place that we've just discovered which is called the Love Love Cottage which is just behind I don't know if you know about Home Firth but it's the, the place of last of the summer wine oh I, I can picture it because of last of the summer wine I've, I've got the image in my head of the, the three so, old boys <laughs> yeah it's so scenic and so beautiful and that last place love cottage is right behind sid's cafe so it's, yeah so those are the kind of best places that i've stayed at amazing amazing definitely uh share this with them and tag them in because they'll be happy to get mentioned uh afterwards um so, William, if i mention them too many what happens is people then book them and we can't fit in but oh, of course yeah <laughs> But I do, I always do do that, of course. So I've got to ask, obviously, based that is uh, kind of hen, hen parties, what's your own favourite alcoholic tipple? Oh, gosh, um, I like a margarita, salty. Margarita, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, what would you say your superpower is? Um, hmm. I just think being able to do absolutely everything, because I'm creative. I didn't realise I could do the kind of... Um, finance side of things and everything. But I think being dyslexic, I have uh, the ability to see the bigger picture. And just, I always think about the guest experience. So I guess it's just being able to uh, put on that creative hat, but also have the business side entwined, which has been a difficult one to learn, but I think I'm just about there really. That's cool, that's cool. And lastly, do you have, um, is there a motto that you live by or is there a favorite quote that you kind of, uh, you know, sort of always admire? Um, 
work hard, play hard is definitely mine. That's something my dad passed on to me. So yeah, all week we work hard here and the weekend it's all about enjoying yourself and letting your hair down. And that's exactly what I want the guests to be able to do here. What a great way to end. And uh, yeah, that sounds, sounds perfect. So if people want to get in touch, what's the best way to, to do so? Um, just Bob on the website or Instagram or Facebook. We collect messages and it's me. It's always me. Uh, sometimes uh, have a little bit of help, but really when you're speaking to somebody, it's actually me. So I know all the answers. So yeah, just get in touch on WhatsApp even. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And and for everybody listening, definitely do go and check out, as I say, that is Linktree, which L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Scarlet underscore Hen. And you'll go and check out Charlotte's awesome website. Uh, you can also follow her on social media. Uh, see a very active Instagram on there as well. And uh, yeah, go and, go and check out the awesome work that she's doing. So Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on Behind the Host podcast. I hope everybody listening has got some good sort of tips from this, especially about niching down, especially about making your guests, uh, you know, have all these experiences at, at, at their fingertips. And uh, yeah, there's, there's been a lot to unpack today. So thank you for coming on the, on the show. And uh, did you have any closing comments at all? No, I just want to say thanks ever so much. I absolutely love all the Boostly stuff. I've just read uh, Mark's book or listened to Mark's book. And yeah, the tips and the videos are absolutely brilliant. So thank you. And thanks for asking me to do this today. It's a real pleasure. So thank you. Pleasure to have you on and uh, bye for now. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, before you head and go anywhere else, before you click to the next episode, before you do that, do me one big favor and go check out boostly.co.uk forward slash trust. IPRAC are the sponsors of all of the Boostly content. And the reason why I work with them and the reason why we spread the message of IPRAC is that when a host or a company is looking to get more into diary bookings, the main question they have is around trust. As in, will a guest trust that I am a true and real business? Will IPRAC take care of all of that? And they've got a special offer that is only available to Boostly people. But to do that, you need to go to Boostly, which is B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot co dot UK forward slash trust. You can find out all the information there. You can book in a demo, book in a call, and then you will get your super special offer that is only available to Boostly peoples. Thank you again for tuning in. Do go check out iPRAC. We'll be back again very shortly with another podcast episode. But until then, we'll see you all very soon. Take care.